This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com. What's up, everybody? It's episode 70 of Beers in the Lot. In this episode, we talked a little bit about the events of the Old Fat Bald Guys Hockey League Championship Weekend and the good times had during and after the games. Then we got into the Olympics and ended up talking about the fringe Olympic hockey countries and how they're building their player pools. And then we bashed John Tortorella for his take on the Milano and Zegras goal. All in all, it's, it's a good time. Here we go. Welcome back, Aaron. What are you drinking? Thanks, buddies. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tonight, I have a blue moon, Belgian white. Nothing too fancy, you know? Ease back into things. You know, I've been having some less sleep these last few nights, so <laughs> just going to take it easy. <laughs> did, you, did you put an orange slice in it? I did not. Oh. It's only a <laughs> serving suggestion. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's how they do it. That's how they do it over in Germany. I've been on, on good authority. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, John? I'm drinking from Kona Brewing um Hanalei Island IPA. Because I'm an island boy. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm drinking tonight. Daniel, what are you drinking tonight? So I'm also a island boy. I'm drinking a island coastal lager. <laughs> nice. So what do you got uh tonight, Riggs? Uh snake dog. Flying dog, <laughs> snake dog. He's a dog. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, dog. I didn't really stray too far from the home office today <laughs> so no new beers well it was a little bit of a late beer league night last night that's what i hear a little bit go <laughs> <laughs> well you know i'll just say this all's right with the world we'll just leave it at that the good guys oh, won here we go Oh, good guys on. won. Bad guys <laughs> lost. That's all you gotta say. <laughs> Ridiculous. Well, it was championship weekend, right? A weekend of champions, right? Yeah. yeah. Fall, fall season championship weekend. Yep. So, Johnny and I were consoled. Yeah. <laughs> In a consolation <laughs> game, yeah. <laughs> we smashed our opponent. <laughs> Yeah, all of a sudden we started scoring goals. Yeah, and weird. It's, not weird. Yeah, in a game that doesn't matter. Well, we, and we play better when our minds are free. We play da- better when you don't give a shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, too. And Danny, uh, Danny was on the wrong team. Yep. In the championship, wrong team. <laughs> oh well, we lost the game in the first period. Never, never recovered. That'll happen to him. Yeah, they scored five on us in the first, and then, oof, uh, they scored two after that. Uh, three, 
They scored three the rest of the game. And final was 8-4. Never recovered from that first period. How many of the four were you? Just one. Just one? Yeah. Just one. Used up all five last game, huh? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. So as Mike Babcock would say, your team didn't start on time. That's a problem. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You guys didn't start on time. Can't do that. We started on time in our game. We came out shooting. This game. Yeah, Johnny got accused of being a tryhard in a consolation game. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I was skating. I don't know. The, the best part about the enti- that entire sequence, late in the game, I got a, was it my third or fourth breakaway of the night somehow? <laughs> I was, I missed a touchdown pass that didn't go for icing. I had my elbow and I was leaning on the other team's bench, just talking trash to them. In a funny way, like, just like, this game sucks. Can't wait till this is over. This is horrible. So then finally, I go back in the in our defensive zone. Eric's at the point high with a forward cutting up. And I just kind of slowly creep behind the defenseman. And as soon as they threw the puck over to the defenseman, I just popped it forward and went. And the best is everyone's like, I didn't even see him there. And... <laughs> You know, I'm accused of being this cherry picker and whatnot. It's try hard. It's blasphemous. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> that I missed it. Sounds yeah. like a good time. But yeah. the real action was after the game. Is that what I what I'm <sighs> what I'm gleaning? Yeah. <laughs> Depends on how you look at it. <laughs> had some Christmas tunes going on. Oh, no, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, yeah, it was a good time. Made a good Johnny, little time. Yeah, Johnny had the. Christmas tunes going. Somebody had a <laughs> Jack Daniels advent calendar. It was getting <laughs> passed around. Uh, yeah, it was all 25 days of Christmas yesterday. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you keeping score at home with the advent calendar. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was a good way to end the fall. 2021 season of old fat ball guys yeah a fitting end <laughs> now it's time to uh start the off-season training <laughs> so, <Nope. laughs> two fit two fisting beers and uh watching christmas movies <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna be honest with you guys i haven't been keeping up with hockey much this past week at all so you guys are gonna have to put me on your back like daniel did last week <laughs> <laughs> well let me ask you this let me ask you this question what would you do if you were forced to quarantine in a foreign land for three to five weeks three Oof. to five weeks Ooh. We'll clarify it a little bit more. Uh, if you were to quarantine three to five weeks in the People's Republic, we'll just leave it at that. If, Do I have an internet if, connection? That's my question. <laughs> um, maybe, and it's most likely monitored. Yes, and heavily. If I don't have, filtered. if I don't have internet, then I'm just, I'm just not going. I'm not even going to go. <laughs> it's not worth it. Then you probably have something in common with i don't know 
75% of the pers- prospective NHLers headed to the Olympics. Oof. <laughs> yeah, because they, they kind of, they didn't officially say it. It was kind of funny. So a while back, it was like, it was a three-week quarantine. And the way apparently like the travel schedule is, it's like all-star break, private planes, taking players to Beijing. And then you're there. And then right after the gold medal game, like, you know, same way they always are pretty much. You have like three hours and you're getting on a flight. You're heading out. If you're in a gold medal game and you test positive that day, you're not leaving on that plane. Right. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you're in an astronaut suit or whatever. And now <laughs> it, it it's between the IOC, IIHF. They said it could be three to five weeks because that's apparently policy in China and every, wow. and I learned, I learned this little tidbit, which is kind of interesting. January 10th, you know how everyone said that's a drop dead date for, uh, you know, if they're going or not, that's the last day they can withdraw without a penalty. After that, there's a penalty they have to pay. And I don't know if that's split between like the uh, IOC, IIHF and the NHL Players Association. I don't know how that was worked out. But that was kind of interesting because I almost think like if the players are already on the hook for it, they may like kind of extend it. But also Robin Leonard came out last week, said he straight up doesn't want to go. <laughs> Petter Angelo didn't say he's not going, but definitely had an issue with the quarantine. Both of those guys are on the same team, so I'm sure they're talking about it a little bit. There there are more guys talking about it, and I wouldn't be shocked if more guys just are kind of waiting and then hoping it, the situation kind of maybe deals with itself. We'll just leave it at that, and then that way they don't have to declare or not, but so we'll see. What, we'll see. What's, what's the pause in play look like? Do they have that set up, or...? The break's built in, but you also got to remember, like, some of the games they had to postpone already for, I mean, who was it? Ottawa, the Islanders, San Jose had to take a break. And as of today, Calgary had to take a break. I don't know how many of those games actually were scheduled yet. So they already have, like, that built-in, what is it, 16, 17-day break in the schedule for the Olympic Games. But uh, they, they still... You know, I think the NHL owners and I think even the players too, like they want to get this season complete. I don't think anybody wants to play 70 games or any less. Yeah, no, no. I can't imagine anybody wants to play less than 82. Some players do. You know, the passengers <laughs> on teams, maybe. <laughs> the older guys. They don't want to get paid for 82. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> they want, yeah, they want their paycheck for 82, but only play 52. So. <laughs> yeah and then the other thing that is i don't know how it works if they kind of like if usa hockey just says we're not sending nhl players and hockey canada does the same thing i imagine for nhl pa it's like all or nothing like either all the eligible players get to go or none of them go but then if you're usa hockey do you have a backup plan like team canada is a little bit of a buffer because they have a the uh, Spangler Cup, like Claude Julian's coaching that, Shane Doan's GM, and they already said if there's an issue with the NHL PA going, like that's the management and coaching group, and essentially players will just send to the Olympics, like kind of like a proxy squad. USA Hockey, to my knowledge, has nothing like that. 
because we don't do any international men's tournaments at, at that bracket. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they don't I don't think they have anything as solid as Canada does, but I know that I saw something maybe like a month ago about them looking at other options, you know, players and such. So, but who knows? Hey, maybe they'll just bag it, right? Not even not even go through that effort. But I mean, I yeah, I mean, if you're, I mean, who are the only really like federations that could send, I won't even call it capable squad, but a squad, you know, like worthy of one that you could like label Olympic hockey. The Russian athletes, Russian committee of they're Russian all dopers. athletes, we'll whatever it. it's called. They're, <laughs> they're doping. Yeah. <laughs> Olympic athletes of Russia. Like, That's come on, get out of here. <laughs> so sick of that i've seen it everywhere too the olympic trials and stuff oh makes Doesn't one of the stands have a have a uh a squad that was actually Kazakhstan like qualified a few years ago yeah, yeah. kazakhstan right hmm. and then uh slovenia where anze kopitar they actually qualified in the last olympics um, latvia doesn't latvia always latvia is in the olympics a, they won yeah. division two so they're in division one <laughs> So that's like Teddy Blue, Teddy, Teddy Bluger. Bluger, yeah, and so somebody else that you'll be like, oh yeah, that guy when you hear. His but name, I think it but like I don't a small it. country like that, like <laughs> Latvia, like they qualified for this Olympics. Like I'm sure, like Team Canada, like some of those guys, even though they're like ah, like a guy probably like McDavid, maybe he's probably like ah, if we miss this one, I'll get the next one. You know, like I'm sure he's bent, but like Teddy Bluger is probably like. I don't get another chance. Like, yeah. I mean, he has to, you know, qualify at, at the China same time. Has an automatic bid too, which, yeah, I, don't know how I feel about that. They're going to get worked. So you got to think too, though, that a guy like Teddy Bluger knows that if he's going to the Olympics representing Latvia, he's not going to win a medal. He knows he's not winning a medal. Hey like, man, strange the experience stuff would be awesome. Like I, I if I was going to be on a team that I knew absolutely would not win, then I'd want to go for the experience, of course, but I wouldn't be like, man, I'm never going to get a shot to get Olympic gold again when I never really had a shot to begin I, with. I think it's different for um, the, like the European players and the culture that they come from. Uh, I think, you know, putting on, like here, yeah, you put on the USA sweater and you represent red, white, and blue, and the Canadians, yeah, it's a big deal just because you know, they have to defend, um, you know, the birthplace of hockey and, you know, the yeah, rightful, stand the rightful cultural owners of it or whatever they want to call it. But uh, I think for the European guys or players, uh, it's, I think that's actually a goal that, that they really have that rivals playing professionally um and and playing in north america and that kind of thing i think for them it's like you know they come out of the club model and the goal is to make you know the national team yeah um, i get that first, that makes sense yeah right and and if he's like the only nhler for latvia that's a big deal it's a big deal for him yeah. for him to put on that uniform and to represent in that tournament you know when 
and two, some of those guys, like you get, if they can get decent enough standings in the group stage, or even let's say make it to the knockout round, like maybe you upset someone in a one goal game, you know, you win three, two, four, three, something odd like that. You never know. Then all of a sudden is, you know, they're not relegated and they're in the next Olympics as well. So that could, that goes a long way for those countries. I mean, cause it, that standing also doesn't affect just, uh, you know, the Olympics that, that impacts world championships, world junior championships that, that goes a long way for some of the, especially like Lafia, like, you know, a smaller hockey country like Lafia. I mean, much smaller compared to some of the other traditional European ice hockey federations. We know like every, every Olympic they're in, you know, world championship and world junior. They're always in tier one. It's just the way it is. But then for these, for these smaller countries with smaller player pools by nature of, you know, just the sheer size of population or the fact that they just don't have as many hockey players um, in the country, it helps them build that player pool up because it starts to feed that youth hockey pipeline. It inspires kids to go and play. Hey, I could be the next Teddy Bluger, right? And play for Latvia in the Olympics. So I was going to go there too, that, you know, it's, it's gotta be great for those, those, like you said, the pipelines. Yeah. And it, it gets that momentum, you know, it's good for hockey. Absolutely. Good for hockey in the country. Absolutely. So that, I mean, that's why I, I advocate really for having best on best. You know, if, if it means that Lafayette only has one guy that plays in the NHL, that's what it means because they have a smaller player pool. Um, but it, it also means that the next time they come up and, and they make, you know, the tournament, um, they might have more guys. They might have more players. So it's, it's cool. I, it's not just to see best on best USA versus Canada. Although that is one of the primary motives. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing too, like, like the Latvian teams, uh, that have gone to, gone to the Olympics. I mean, yeah, they've got Teddy Bluger this year, but which years do they have? No one. So right, this is it's progress. <laughs> they've got guys yeah. that are in the NHL, then that means it's working. It's it's doing doing good things for hockey in the country. So, like you said, yeah. it's building up that player pool. And I don't know what the population of Latvia is, but it's small compared to some of the other countries. And they're they're sending a team to the NHL or to the the Olympics. That's yeah. That's yeah. actually pretty impressive, honestly. Yeah. No, that's that's great. It, yeah. It's it's out of that small player pool, they've got a team that's good enough yeah. to qualify. That's that, that's actually really good. That's actually what's so interesting about Finland and Sweden is their player pool of hockey players. Massive. Is Everybody plays hockey. Where? In <laughs> Finland and Sweden? In Finland and Sweden? Sweden? No, 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 oh, really? no, no. The rate the when you compare the rates of Finland and Sweden to the USA or Canada or even Russia, like it's, it's not, they don't have as many players playing. And huh. so it's, it's very interesting that they're able to develop the number of high level elite players that they do. 
That is interesting. I, I honestly, I thought it was exactly the opposite. I mean, I know there's places in the United States where you have to drive three to four hours to get to an ice rink. <laughs> but Arkansas, for instance. But for for as large as the U.S. population is, and then as our perception is that it's a small percentage of that population actually plays. When you look at a place like Finland or Sweden, they don't they don't have as many players playing in the country total at all age levels yet they produce highly talented ah, elite players right so that's the difference if you and, play hockey in finland and sweden you're getting extremely good instruction by comparison yeah. to the united states where exactly. you get the best instruction you can where you're at and it's crap basically could be <laughs> Depends on where you are. Depends on, depends on where you are. Yeah. I would. Depends hey, on who your someone, coaches are yeah, at different age levels and times yeah, yeah, in your yeah. life. Is, <laughs> going to bat here quickly for the coaching fraternity for Eric and I, because uh, we are USA Hockey. Well, I didn't say in Maryland. <laughs> yeah, I think. Man, I think too, like, I think. I think like ten years ago. I think a lot of that holds true. I think now like you're seeing a bigger uh, chunk of talented United States hockey players coming up. Finland and Sweden are still churning kids out left and right. But I think USA, especially the way they did, you know, the ADM the last couple of years and then a, a massive push. A, I would call it like a massive groundswell of like really smart programs in either USA junior hockey. Like you look at Chicago Steel. Uh, United States National Team Development Program, NCAA, the way a lot of those coaches are, you know, really try to push kids not only to stay the full four years, get your degree, and then, you know, potentially go pro. They're they're churning out kids too. So it 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 helps a ton. And the funny thing is Sweden and Finland and some of the other European countries, the way USA hockey is preaching to do it, slash doing it. Those countries have been doing it for decades. We're not even like a full, I think we're about 10 years in to ADM, roughly, give or take. So yeah. funny how that works. And and actually, uh, there's a lot of uh, partnership between those federations. So the USA Hockey works with the Swedish and the Finnish hockey federations on developing coaching education and uh, player curriculum and all that kind of stuff um, because USA Hockey recognized that hey those those development models that they have are working and they're working very very well with a limited player pool they are they are out developing us and so you know they they form some partnerships there and they've they do research together now they're at a point where I think, you know, the American system is now considered a peer to the Swedish and Finnish federations, and they develop things together, even though they're in competition with each other. And you'll often hear um, over the last few years, uh, Canadian broadcasting would sometimes criticize Hockey Canada for not following that, for continuing to do things, you know, 
the old way because it's the way we've always done it in certain cases usually happens when they lose so <laughs> everybody's pissed off right but you do hear it and i think they're starting to make some some movement more towards that model of of developing players it's interesting yeah because what was it a few years ago they came out with a stat like kind of the the whole reason they started a good chunk of the adm was like we're not successful at world juniors we're not successful at the nhl level in terms of cranking out high level kids and they literally just took minnesota and they're like if you just take minnesota just <laughs> take it out of the united states it's like the fifth most uh hockey registrants you know the for the entire world like so if you rank them in country it was like canada u.s i think it was like russia and then i think it was like sweden and then minnesota and then finland like it <laughs> like everyone's like this makes no sense like how are the how are sweden finland cranking out more people than the entire state of minnesota and you know canada is the benefit because it is a colder climate in the winter Kids have a lot of access to open ice and ponds and lakes and whatnot. So even though for years they were getting, we could call it behind the times coaching, if you will, like the kids were still able to develop skills outside of that. But in the United States and a good chunk of areas, you know, especially where we live, I mean, when's the last time we were able to skate on a pond, Riggs? How long has huh. it been now? Like five years, six years. <laughs> yeah something like that so <laughs> we're not if we were banking on that as our main ice source we would not be not be good <laughs> and you gotta wonder too about some of the other countries that uh that just don't have access to the same resources like i think about uh like say australia who just churned out a hat trick scoring nathan walker i mean where where uh where do they fit in on that list but well i did keep yeah. up with that yeah that was really cool because uh i i didn't watch the game i don't i think we went out um so i woke up the next morning to a message from my buddy in australia saying oh nathan walker got a hat trick and i thought oh he must still be with in the american league so he's with the i guess that's the san antonio team for the the blues um i don't know who i don't know who their ahl affiliate is anymore but because everybody switches around so often now uh but so i you know i clicked on the link and then it's like NHL highlights because he got called up because the Blues <laughs> had a bunch of guys on COVID lists. So that was cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Always like to see that. Absolutely. Especially guys who are like ambassadors like that, where it's like he's the he's the Australian hockey player. Like you think about yeah. players <laughs> from Australia and it's him. So it's great to see guys like that succeed. End of list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally the player. <laughs> Him and Teddy Bluger standing alone for their countries. <laughs> so I looked really I looked really quick um at the Laffian roster. So they have some guys that like had a cup of coffee in the NHL. 
You guys remember Casper Dogovins? Dogovins, yeah, 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 dude. He did that weird shootout move in Ottawa. (laughs) Yeah, he's playing in Europe somewhere. I was like, oh, I know that. And then uh, Gergensen, what up, Dogovins? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Gergensen. I don't know if he's still in the NHL. I can't remember. I know he was with Buffalo for a while, but I told you it was it was guys that. You're like, oh, I know that name, but you can't yeah. think of him right now. <laughs> yeah. They had a cup of Joe in the NHL, and then that was it. <laughs> then they went back. Mm-hmm. Probably playing the K or, you know, another. I mean, there's tons of leagues in Europe, so. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're fortunate over there. Yeah. What else? What else we got? I'm cool. No, you're not. <laughs> 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 Nope. Actually, we wanted to. Um, Eric said something about it. I really the other Oh yeah, you put something in I ideas. I did. Experience I versus the Utes. It's for the Olympics. We kind of already covered. We it. could. Uh, you could oh, tie no, it no. into the NHL this, though. This this is about the USA roster though. Yeah. Yeah, but are they going? Like, well, if they go, they're going to be old. <laughs> it sounds like Cause, it because apparently the uh well, poppy ain't going <laughs> whoever whoever's running team usa now since the chicago blackhawks bullshit business and it's billy g stan bowman getting shit canned man it's billy g but uh the rumors are that they're gonna put kids like Zegris and Troy Terry and you know some of these guys on the bubble and they're gonna wait experience over youth which I think is a mistake Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) certainly not gonna be as exciting to watch no I mean here's the deal if you're gonna have more success maybe if you're going to lose the Canada and the gold medal game anyway, you might as well be entertaining. Yeah, have fun with it. <laughs> and Let guys try to throw the puck over the net and stuff. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> and you can, right. Check. And you can <laughs> shove it. You can shove it in John Tortorella's face. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Tortorella. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> oh, it's bad for the game that kids are doing stuff that people don't normally do. I hate that. Ah, oh, that grinds my gears. Coach, no fun. And seriously. <laughs> Because you know, you know that kids are in practice the next week trying and messing around with it, working on hand eye. That's that's building skills for the game. Come on, it's it's okay, idiot. It's okay. (laughs) Like okay, look, I I'm on the ice coaching kids every week, right? Right. Okay. They're all trying to do stuff in between the drills that we do. They're all trying stuff with the puck and their sticks and their. Sure, sure. Trying different passes to each other and things, you know, trying to shoot different ways and hit different spots of the net or whatever. But then when it's time for us to do our work in a drill, right? That's what we do. That's where the focus is. You can do both. It's not one or the other. Fine. It's okay, John. (laughs) (laughs) Not you, John. So I, I told you last night when you and I uh, saw each other randomly, we were talking about that somehow. 
in the locker room. I, I think Tortorella, like, he made a good point, but I don't think he tied it completely together. And I don't know if he was fully making this point. Maybe he was. Like, I kind of stepped back, and I love Torts for, like, all the... Because I like the fact he goes at the media. I kind of, I like, I really like that, in fact. And I like the fact he's not afraid to, like, just go, like, I'm sick of your questions. I'm done with this shit. And just walks out. Because, like, Mm -hmm. he's done it a million times, so whatever. But he said, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, you know, it's not good for the game because this is all you're going to see. I think if, keyword, if he was through a few more words in there talking about how, you still have to teach kids how to think the game to get in those situations and have the skills to get to those situations. And it's a, it is an effort thing. And it's also kind of like a, you know, smart thing like Trevor Zegris because he's skilled and he can skate and do everything else. And has the mind to get in those spots, he can do plays like that. He, he's able to do that. Now I did kind of bring up Sonny Milano last night in a joking way, because Eric's son, who I coached uh, when he was a mite, his team has some effort issues. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and, I, and I made the comment, like, and not in a mean way either. I said, you know, Sonny Milano was like highly touted U.S. prospect when he broke into the league with Columbus. And yeah, he was under John, Totter- John Tortorella, so say whatever you want. But he was not very good away from the puck and he didn't have the puck a lot. So that's a big problem. Now it looks like he kind of figured some stuff out after a few years in Anaheim with a very talented line mate. So let's, you know, temper some of that, but I don't know. That's the way I took the torts comments. I think he was more talking about everything else that goes into the game, not the creative part. I don't know. I mean, I think torts is just old school. I think he wants to make players the way that he's that he did his first year when he was coaching. And I don't know to me, it seems because to your point, yeah, Zegers and Milano and basically anybody who's able to get in a position where they can try the mission, because this is a variation on the Michigan. I don't care what anybody says. This looked like he was about to do the Michigan. The defenseman was about to counter what you saw him on the left side of the net. The defenseman was slashing his neck at him. (laughs) Because he knew uh, that it looked like he was about to try the Michigan. So he distracted by looking like he was going to do something and then did something different. That's adapting. That's changing. Yeah. That's like you said, that's game smarts. That's him knowing it's like, oh, I'm in this position where lots of people might try to do the Michigan. I'll do something similar with my teammate that I've already like they've, that was a set play. They've practiced that clearly. Same thing with the, the Kaprasov goal where they passed it back and forth behind the net on the five on three. And then he just slotted it in the corner after a few b- passes back there. They, they practiced that and then realized this is the time to use it and then executed. So it's, it's game smarts. It's adapting and finding ways to get the puck in the net in a new way. So I don't understand how that's bad for the game. I completely disagree with Tortorella. And that's all I got to say about that. Also, I would say, like, <laughs> if we're talking about the Buffalo defender, <laughs> yeah. there were no, there were no Buffalo <laughs> defender or defenders. There was a guy who kind of looked like he had his stick in the right position, but he was standing right next to Sonny Milano. And the other three were so shocked a guy got behind their own net for the first time, I guess, all season. Oh, how no, there was a guy here. 
there was a guy on the left side of the net because that's how he would have done the 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 goal. He would have pulled it around that, and he was like coming overhand with his stick to hack it off of his yeah, blade. It was the guy next to Milano. He was ready for that, but no, 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 there was there was like two or three guys, two or three Buffalo guys in front of the net. Four total. But there were whatever. There were three spectators. Three yeah. spectators. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three guys watching to see what was going on, and one they were guy all, tried overhand. All the uh, every single one of them. There were there were six eyes on the puck, and there were no eyes on what else was going on. Like they right. were. They, they were so surprised about what was happening. They, I don't think they knew what to do, so they just didn't do anything. <laughs> and which, when in doubt, do nothing. Yeah, which is what connected. Right. Yeah. But that's <laughs> that's kind of what yeah. happens when you're seeing a display of skill that you're not Absolutely. used to seeing, or that you don't that takes you by surprise. It's like, oh, what's he doing with it? I, I don't even know what to do. I don't see this so Absolutely. often enough to know how to defend it. So. That is a high level of skill coupled with adapting and using the smarts to, to make the right play. I it's mean, the same reason why McDavid can walk three, four, and five guys almost every game. Yeah. Because he operates can't keep up. He operates at a physical and mental speed that no one else in the league does. Right. No one. And it's, I think it's more about how fast his brain processes information. And then obviously he's trained his body in order to execute movements very quickly and very fluidly. But I think it's more about his brain just operates faster than anyone else's yeah. on the ice. And so it looks like, it, it almost looks like he's not even trying to go through these people. He's not executing yeah. a lot of stick movements. It's a lot of power from his skating, but like it just—I don't know, man. I just think he, his brain is just so much faster at processing information on the ice than it's, anyone else. It's else's. gotta be. I mean, if if he wasn't in some way more talented than other people, then people would be doing that against every defensive core in the right. league. Right. And he's the only one who's able to do it. He and a handful of other guys get a flash of brilliance now and then, but he does it repeatedly. So he's, yeah. he's yet, yeah, he's on another level. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. The thing about it, even with McDavid, like in terms of his speed, like there's tons of guys in every NHL building every night where if the fan base knows or the opposing fan base knows those, those players touch the puck, it, it, it gets a buzz, you know, yeah. like you, yeah. you see it, you hear it. When McDavid does it, like you can almost feel it through the broadcast. Even if you're not in the stands, you're like, something's going to happen and it's almost like a law of averages kind of thing. You're like, Oh, well he got stopped this time. At some point it's not like something's going to break his way. He's going to figure it out. He's going to move, you know, a certain way and, and just make it happen. Like I, he's the only player where I get that sense of his speed and just the smarts and everything. McKinnon has like a, Yes, he's fast, but it's a different kind of speed McKinnon has. McKinnon is raw power. It's It's just, he he has just trained his body to a point where, like. He's a tank. Yeah. It's a panzer. It's it's just going down the ice, man. (laughs) Yeah. 
it's <laughs> it right it's unstoppable power like yeah. it just the freight train just, yeah you can't yeah. stop him when he gets something in his head but i want to go back to what you were saying john how you can just kind of feel something's about to happen i mean we've played beer league for a long time and there's some guys now and then that especially this happens in leagues where there's big disparities in skill where there's one guy one or a couple of two guys that are like just really really good and they'll get the puck behind their own net and you just know that they're going to go score because that's how good they are and they just have this look about them i mean we've seen it countless times throughout the years and that's how it feels with mcdavid in the nhl and yeah it's <laughs> That's how big the disparity in skill, the, sp- the skill gap is between them, uh, between it, McDavid and the rest of the NHL. It's, it's like that one guy in beer league who's really good and can just go score whenever he wants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're absolutely right. There's certain guys, it's like you just see them and you know they're going to go score. It happens in the NHL now and then. Like it's happened with Malkin a few times in playoff runs a decade ago. You see it with OV all the time. Oh, he it's like, oh, it, he's, yeah. he's about to score. And it, it just happens. You know, like you can tell that it's going to happen and then it does. It, it's something that, that the guys who play hockey can see. Like, I bet you the fans, casual fans in the seats don't see it. They're surprised by it or don't get that feeling. But guys who play, they know. They can just see it. It's like he's handling the puck on another level right now he's he's just he's stick handling in a different way his strides a little stronger or something he's like he's in that other that zone oh no look at chris russell we'll never get a shot by him he's gonna block it again oh no (laughs) (laughs) he's wearing them silver shin pads (laughs) (laughs) oh no by the way don't even get me started on that worthless award Well, yeah. Congratulations, Chris Russell. I think it's great. Like you've carved out a great NHL career. Awesome. I literally didn't even know they tracked that stat till it was announced. I was shocked <laughs> because because I'm like Eric and I who like look at the advanced stats. We're like we've literally started getting more advanced stats in the last two years, and you're telling me the entire length of this dude's career you've been tracking block shots instead of the stuff I want to see. Get the hell out of here. It's crazy. It is. No, it's crazy. Look, no, it's, it's this simple. Congrats on your team not ever having the yeah. puck when you're on the ice. Yeah, exactly. Good job, buddy. Good job. Exactly. <laughs> His shots There's against a- per 60 has to be just nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah I bet. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah, okay. if you're telling me there's a kid out there right now who's not just, and I'm saying all throughout the hockey world, if there is a kid somewhere, like maybe four, five, six, maybe even a little older, who's like, I'm going to break Ovi's goal scoring record. Not saying it's going to happen, but that's his goal. And he'll, and he'll get to the league and hopefully he lights it up. <laughs> there is no child in this entire world who's like, I'm going to break Chris Russell's shot blocking record but i can tell you there's a youth coach out there saying this kid can do it i guarantee it <laughs> there's an idiot youth hockey coach i'm gonna say no, it now no it wouldn't even be a coach it'd be like a parent like yeah. my kid's gonna be the next chris russell calling uh 
calling agents and uh, NCAA advisors to get their kid a scholarship so that they could go be the next Chris Russell shot blocker award guy. It's just they have a highlight footage of him just oh my god, just just eating pucks, (laughs) 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 and so ends another chapter in the great book of beers in the lot. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We really appreciate all your support, your subscribes, your likes, your ratings and reviews. We see you. We appreciate you. And you know what? Hey, come tell us that you're listening. Go to your respective app store, download Discord, and go to beersandalot.com slash Discord. It's that easy. You can get in and talk to us. And I tell you, you're not going to be sorry. There's a lot of stuff happening in Discord now. Get in there. But anyway, until next week, Thanks again for listening. Have a good one.